All right, kia ora te whanau. Welcome back into One Take, the official podcast of the One New Zealand Warriors. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Ben Surly of Surly Talk Sports. How are you, my G? Yeah, good, good. Excited for this. Yeah, this is a bit of a different one today. We're very excited. Um, everyone keeps giving me shit for name-dropping. But the only reason I name dropped this guy, and he can attest to it, we're friends, I promise. <laughs> the Warriors wrestling coach uh, and UFC flyweight extraordinaire and future New Zealand champion. Uh, UFC champion, Kaikara France. What's up, baby? How are you, man? How are you, my man? Uh, Good. Awesome to be here, bro. Thanks for inviting me, having mm. me down here, and uh, just having a court it all. Yeah. Yeah, you and Jello have basically done a podcast outside while we've been waiting <laughs> to set this up. Um, for those who might not know Warriors fans, uh, Kai Kara has been doing a bit of work with the club um, over the preseason in the wrestle space. Obviously, he is a world-renowned um, mixed martial artist. But um, talk to us a little bit about sort of your involvement with the club, bro, before we get to sort of story about Kai. Yeah, so um, a good friend of mine, Adam Blair, that I work at uh, Maldi TV with, mm. he um, kind of put it out to me that the Warriors are interested in getting a wrestling coach. And I said, I've been, been a massive fan of the Warriors. You know, growing up, my whole family played rugby league. And um, this would make my dad <laughs> the happiest man in the world yeah. if he found out that I was working He'd with the love Warriors. a world title, but if I tell him I'm the Warriors wrestling coach. Oh, happiest day of his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he, Adam was the one that kind of made that connection. And then um, Webby, uh, Andrew Webster, kind of reached out to me, said, hey, bro, I heard you're keen to get on board. So, so this is like pre-season? Yeah, pre-season, yeah. just before you guys started um, mm. back in 2022, we went for a coffee and just hit it off and kind of talked about my story and how I can help. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know too much about rugby league, obviously watching on the couch and just being a fan, but I do know. Neither do we, mate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know about wrestling and I do know um, kind of what it takes to compete at the highest level um, coming from my sport, mixed martial arts. So that's kind of what I bring and that's the value that I kind of add. And um, just to give them a different perspective, I know when you're been in your own sport for so long it's hard to kind of listen and um, do things different um, and I guess that's what is cool about this season with Andrew uh, Webby being the head coach is um, there's no ego it's yeah. all about just being passionate um, just working hard towards you know the end result which is to be the best and I feel like um, you know it's, uh, we'll just hit it off so very um, humbled and um, privileged to be a part of the team you know you really feel welcome when you step in down here at Mount Smart and, um, you know, everyone's so, um, you know, hospitable and just want to make you just uh, fit in. And, and um, yeah, I, I couldn't have um, asked for a better start. So mm. just being involved and then on the match, you know, I'm, I'm teaching the boys um, with my teammate, John Vake. He's actually the, um, one of my good friends and, and teammates from City Kickboxing. He yep. was a part of the Commonwealth for beast, Tonga. Beast wrestler. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah, he, yeah, his background is wrestling. And, um, you know, him being Tongan, he, he would just – you know, gel perfectly down here. Yeah. Um, being a part of the culture. So um I asked him to kind of help me out in the process and, and be kind of my second eyes. So you guys kind of like two prong attack it in terms of coaching, so it's not just one voice the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's a bit bigger than me as well. So that helps, know, yeah. I can't, you know, give Bunty the look I <laughs> no, want to give him. It's good having John there to uh, kind of give the boys a push, the, especially the bigger boys. Yeah. You know, me and um to Marty Martin, Sean Johnson, yeah. <laughs> those are the guys I'm kind of I'm gunning for. But no, <laughs> what I'm teaching is obviously technique. So you know, single leg, double legs, um, how to get someone down efficiently, mm -hmm. um, how to get up efficiently. So how to get up and, and still be um, not using muscle. So using more of like your fluid motion as well as um, 
yeah, to bounce back and spring up because rugby is so similar to wrestling where it's constant up down that pace. Right. And the byproduct of wrestling is just conditioning. And um, di- during this preseason, we've been pushing the boys, um, you know, in the hour long sessions that we do. Um, where you know you're starting to see that now when they're in these sessions they're more comfortable in the mm. situations they're starting to see things that happen a lot um or occur a lot a lot in um, our trainings and then also outside of the technique outside of the conditioning the mindset that comes with martial arts that's what we're teaching resilience we're teaching um confidence we're teaching um just how to back yourself yeah so all of these components play a massive part into what I do and that's something we can install into the warriors and ultimately you know, just go out there and be your best. I suppose that was kind of – you've basically answered three of our questions. <laughs> yeah, 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 Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um, that was what we kind of wanted to know, bro, is like um, we spoke to Lukey Metcalf on, on the first episode. For those who might have missed it, jump back and have a listen. Because um, I said the same thing. Uh, I name-dropped you straight away, which I do a lot around here. Uh, <laughs> He's good. He's good. <laughs> and, um, and I said kind of ha- talk us through as a football player what a mixed martial arts, you know, a top top five mixed martial arts in the world can teach you. Mm. And he goes, oh, it's not like he goes, I'm not trying to throw up triangle chokes like people think. He goes, it's more a. He spoke about it from like a counter wrestling perspective. I don't want to get too technical for people here, but like, can you speak to that from rugby league terms? Like, you're not just teaching them, you know, the old chicken wing and how to hold them down and you know put pressure on joints. Yeah. Like from the the other side of it, I suppose you call it defensive wrestling or offensive yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Um, from a rugby league sense, how how was kind of how much of your focus was that versus getting them down? So, yeah, it's funny when people found out that I was working with the Warriors as their wrestling coach. They're like, you come from city kickboxing. Like, mm. what are you teaching? Yeah. But the thing is, to to display your kickboxing in my sport, mixed martial arts, which is the highest level of, I guess, um, competition, because ultimately it's just you in there. There's no yeah. team to hide behind. And um, everything needs to be well-rounded. And to showcase our kickboxing, we've got to have good, we've got to have good defense, um, wrestling counter defense. We've got to have good grappling. We saw it and, on the weekend. If you go in as just a striker, yeah, you know, you're going to be yeah. exposed. Yeah, um, and I fought guys that are elite wrestlers. I fought guys that that's what they've been known since they were four years old. And I stuffed fourteen out of the sixteen shots they did on me, mm. and that means they only were able to get on my legs twice. And that's what they do. And people think I'm not a wrestler, but mm. you know, this is one of the things that you have to be um, open to learn to be able to. I guess compete and, and showcase, you know, and get go for those knockouts, go for those highlight reel um, finishes that people see. You got to have a good good foundation. Um, so when I when I came into this, I knew that's what I can kind of bring into, I guess um, these four walls, uh, four walls at uh, Mount Smart is just uh, simple, keeping it simple. I, I want to speak the same same language, keep it basic, uh, but keep it stuff that's transferable. So I'm not teaching these guys guillotines. I'm not teaching them how to suplex someone on their head. Be honest, how many uh, of them have asked? Yeah. <laughs> how many of them after the session? It's are mostly like, Sean. Is yeah. this the right way to do yeah. it? And I was like, mate, I can everything. show you after class. Yeah. For now, just stick to the techniques. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. It's cool seeing them so open minded. Mm. There's no ego when when we're teaching me and John. Um, and it's so cool seeing, you know, high-level athletes um, just be sponges and just mm. soak it all in. And um, it's been so awesome seeing it transfer, you know, the, I guess, three months that we've been in preseason. Um, seeing just the progression week to week um, and seeing how much more fluid these guys are, how much more um, confident they are, as well as just the direction there's more um purpose now when they're going in for the double league takedowns which is just a tackle mm. um you know when it's just one-on-one that's when you can really um 
get the details. But then, you know, in rugby, you're going to get two, three-man tackles. So yes. it's all been awesome to see, you know, the initial impact where they get the first – or the first guy goes in for the tackle, but it's the second, third guy. What are they doing? They're coming in on the leg. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing where the head is. It's right where it needs to be, you know, good posture. That's funny to think about, like, you watching it from both, like, a proud dad moment, <laughs> yeah. but also, like, when I just see a – normal tackle and you're sitting yeah. there going oh his head position oh, that's phenomenal <laughs> but that's where the magic is you know? yeah it's right the, it's the um, subtleties the eh? big, you know hit ups it's in the little um, you know game changing moments where we're trying to slow the ball down you yeah. know, stuff that um, I've overlooked because I've just been a fan watching but mm. then you realise okay this is actually going to win us games if we're keeping them as long as we can on their ground, on the yeah. ground, staying as heavy as we can. So dominant position. I'm a flyweight, yeah. 57 kgs, but I can maximize my weight and make myself feel like I'm a heavyweight. If 57 I'm... kilos here is a lot of <laughs> is a lot of weight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can really. Um, it's about your weight distribution yeah. as well as um, smothering, no space, and then cross facing. You know, making it uncomfortable. So if you get in the tackle, you got someone on the ground, you're turning them. So even though we maybe had the ba- a bad like. Um, first initial impact mm. but the second third player coming in where they're pushing the guy turning them so when they have to get up they've got to physically turn around and then play the ball like yeah. you've saved like three four seconds yeah just in that position which is a lifetime that, in footy yeah <laughs> exactly and then another byproduct of all of this is spatial awareness so obviously in wrestling there's a lot of car crashes happening and if you're crashing into your teammates if you're doing this on the field you know you're going to be um hurting each other so on the mats, there's not much space to work with, so you have to be very um, – you've got to use your peripheral. So you've got to know what's around you, be spatial awareness, and that's another skill in itself. So, um, you know, we haven't had too many accidents, people falling on each other, um, so that's another skill we're learning because if you're in sync, you know where you're, where you're at. Mm. Uh, that just means you're more body aware, more present, as mm. well as, um, you know, we're teaching so many skills there, not just, you know, wrestling. Can't. Well, I want to get to story, Kai, but I know the bro's got some more footy wrestling questions. So go away, Benny. Get, yeah, out, get off your system. Just, you know, the lads are, are a competitive bunch. So yeah. who's who's kind of stood out to you as as a few of the lads that have gone better than maybe you expected? Yeah, some guys that have um, just naturally gravitated towards wrestling. You know, Aiden um, mm. Fanil Blake, you know, he's a gun. He's just a super freak athlete. And he's just, you can see him. That's um, who I'd be avoiding. Wanted yeah. to get stuck in, you know. Mm. Um, so he didn't even do some of the preseason, but he came in straight away and just. Mm was giving everyone a handful. So uh, he's definitely up there as well as, you know, some of the smaller fellas like T, uh, Tamari uh, Martin, mm. um, you know, he's probably the most um, technical out of everyone because he's he's not the biggest he guy, but be, he's right? using his speed, his um, technique to get the bigger guys down. You know, mm. I, I think he got um, Jacko, Jack Ford yes. down who's explosive. <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah. got to be quick to get him, to get around his back. And um, T had him, you know, locked in and then kind of, slammed him on the ground so it's good to see um what this is what how martial arts kind of first started it, mm. it was to see what discipline was the best and for um jujitsu it was always the smaller person being more efficient using their body against them so that's kind of what we've been teaching as well it's not about you know brute strength it's not about using your size but it's also about just trying to um be quicker be more efficient as well as um yeah, just tr- it's the this is wrestling. It's just who wants it more. So mm. when you get taken down, it's not just giving up and say, "Okay, you got me." It's like, no, it's a fight now. So we're still going to go. It's yeah. not over till it's over, kind of thing. What about bro? Like, because I know 
like it's it's probably it makes sense for Benny and I to kind of fanboy out with the boys, but you are a superstar in your own right. You're a professional mm-hmm. athlete. You've been at the top now for a long time, and I mean, you know, you walk around here and everyone sort of stops and looks at you. But I know that you are still a fan of these boys. So what's it like from Kai the person when you kind of switch out of coach mode and you're just walking through the office or walking through the gym? How's that been for you, bro? Because I know everyone here has been super receptive of you, but I also know you well enough to know that's still that must be pretty exciting for you. Yeah, definitely. When you're growing up, like watching the Warriors, I went to the second time they made the grand final. So like you know, I've, yeah. Um, yeah, been a day one <laughs> long before it was just a, a yeah. saying, you know. So mm-hmm. um. You know, um, just to be down here and just, you know, look at all the history on the walls and, cool, eh? and just know that, oh, shit, like full circle, I'm here now helping mm. the boys, you know. It's it's pretty um, surreal and, you know, I, yeah, I've got the best job in the world where, I, you know, I get to do what I love, which is training and, and um, fighting, but then also give back and then that's, you know, teaching and helping someone, another team, you know, become successful and learn from my um, experience and my mistakes and my I guess attributes that helped me out of my career. So, uh, yeah, I, just, I love you know um, giving back as well as you know being a part of something bigger than myself, and um, you know not not being I guess selfish with my own training. I can be kind of take a step back and be a coach. You know, I, I would never have thought I'd be you know coaching a rugby team for wrestling. Um, hmm. Yeah, and it's just awesome. You know, like I said before, everyone's so um, welcoming down here. That when I was on the field watching. Um, then play the game and one of their practices and she's like what are you doing don't just sit on the sideline get involved yeah. come here sit, stand like, right next to me get your whistle out so it's cool having that kind of um, guidance where it's like oh shit yeah I actually I'm not just a fan watching you know I need to yeah you're part of it yeah, yeah. exactly so I, I, I love that I love that um, it's just more than a team it's, it's a family here yeah um, any more on the wrestling, Benny? No, I was just going to say, like, obviously you've been teaching the lads a lot of things, but has there been anything you've been able to kind of gain from the Warriors boys that you can use towards your career in the future as well? Yeah, definitely. So one massive thing that um, I've learnt, well, I've been able to observe and, and take away is the culture. Mm. And that's what Eugene, our, my coach, he comes from a rugby background playing for um, Massey. Mm. Um, you Isn't know, that your club? Nah, I'm Northcote, but they're yeah, our rivals. <laughs> same, same, yeah. you know. Yeah, so he's grown up in rugby and, you know, he's known about the culture and he's always tried to integrate that into mixed martial arts. Obviously, it's a solo sport where it's just you in the cage, but you need a team to prepare and that mm-hmm. you need that environment to kind of thrive in. And just seeing it, you know, firsthand and being behind the scenes and seeing how much, you know, professionalism comes into this as well as, you know, everything needs to be in sync if, you know, the boys aren't, gelling and connecting you're not going to get anywhere so just seeing how they kind of break down their barriers they've all come from different you know backgrounds or different ethnicities uh, but they got a common ground which is rugby league and and you know trying to win a premiership then something that we've taken away from that kind of culture and brought it into the gym is um, a common ground of if we're going to do this let's try to be the best and um, seeing seeing that um, you know as a as a fan, as a as a coach now, um, you're just inspired. Mm-hmm. And obviously was down on the weekend in Wellington for the first game against the Knights and um just awesome to be a part of a, a part of this and knowing that okay, stuff that we're doing, you're seeing it transfer, yeah. you're seeing it actually work on the field and um it's just an exciting time to um just keep working, keep growing, you know, not getting too far ahead of ourselves and just keeping the standards high. Mm. Making sure that, yeah, okay, cool, we we started off the season the right way, but it's we're not just here to, to be here. We're here to, to take it out. So something that I've, I've always had as an inspiration is obviously my teammate Israel. 
he's always been the benchmark. So, you know, when you're doing good in your career, you you look at Izzy and be like, well, look look how far this guy's come. So yeah, it kind of made you, go, yeah. made it re- made you realize that um, there's things bigger for yourself, you know, not limiting to what is capable out there. And he's always made us realize the world's never too big. And, um, you know, it was cool to kind of um, have that constantly reminding you daily, you know, he's doing the same training and why can't I be where he is? Mm. And I guess for the Warriors, they've never had that because they've never won a premiership before, mm. right? So to have, um, you know, outside eyes come into this and just remind them, you know, look, how, look where yeah. we are in Aotearoa, New yeah. Zealand, but we punch well above our weights. And you've seen yeah. that time and time again in combat sport, you know, with David Tua, Joseph Parker, and now, you know, my team at Israel Asanya, even our other adopted brother, Alex Volkanovsky. <laughs> Um, and it's yourself. Just, hey, yeah, and, and yourself. Oh, it's, yeah, Don't sell yourself short, mate. It's yeah. all a part of it. So mm. I guess that's what's been awesome, having that cross code with yeah. the Warriors collabing with, the, with City Kickboxing and myself, bringing them into the gym, seeing that for their own eyes. Yeah, of. I know that's what that's what we wanted to get to as well. Like when the boys came in, because we, we've seen you in here and you spoke about when you come to our house and yeah. sort of the environment. What was it like when the boys got to City Kickboxing? Because I know they were, all their heads were on a swivel hoping that Israel would pop his head in, but yeah. how were they in your environment, bro? And like um, – I suppose, how different was that for them walking into, okay, we're in Kai's place of work now. I would assume there'd be a level of respect where I know that they would have been respectful. Yeah. But how was it different from you coming in here and being Coach Kai at the Warriors versus them coming into your house and sort of you taking that role? Yeah, it was awesome to have them come down and just see what it's all about. They were expecting, I don't know what they were actually expecting, maybe <laughs> a fancy facility and and um, you know, all they the should gear. come to your old gym, right? <laughs> all the gear, but that you, when you get in the gym and you can smell the blood, sweat, and tears, you know, it's not you can fancy. smell the sweat a lot different. <laughs> trust me, it's not fancy and it's not um, you know, world class. Mm. But that's not what makes the gym; it's the people, the people, and they're world class. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, the coaching staff, their environment, um, and you just know that hard work is is done here, um, and that's what it's all about. Again, really. it smells like hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been to a martial arts gym? You know, oh, gloves oh. do not smell nice. Nah. But you kind of get used to it after yeah, a while. Yeah. And, um, yeah you just, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the rest of us casuals, we walk in and go, oh. You can feel a bit nauseous after <laughs> Yeah. That. Um, but how, so how were the boys? Obviously, I, I could tell just through um, through Logan's content because it was before I started here, but um, yeah. I could tell that they were they were buzzing to be there and around. Yeah, just to have them down there. and Something um, different for them, eh? Yeah, just switch up, their, um, change the scenery. Yeah. I guess that's what's nice to for them, you know, constantly at Mount Smart, constantly, you know, same same routine, mm. break it up, come into something new, something um, unknown. And uncomfortable and I too. Like, <laughs> I was like, as soon as you walk in, boys, put your mouth guards in because you don't know what we're going to do. Now, it was good to have some of my teammates jump in and help out, you know, some of the boys, we have a tradition now every Friday, it's Warriors Friday, so they wear their jersey and then we train in it. So it's, I brought, I invited those boys because it means a lot to them, you know. Yeah. So it was cool to um, have them, you know, Training with the boys as Any well. Any of the as big names looking around? Dan down there, or he's a Warriors fan, isn't he? he loves yeah, yeah. Warriors. He used to play league back in the day yeah. Um, yeah. for Mags. Yeah. Um, Did he? A, yeah, oh, I know that. Yeah, only white boy on the field. Yeah. <laughs> Good on him, Dan. Now there's a few um, big league fans at our gym. Yeah. Um, mostly it was all the, I guess the next names that are going to be in the UFC yeah. that were kind of training with us. Mm. Um, the, I, I asked the guys that are a bit bigger as well. I said, if anyone lighter yeah. than seventy, can you? <laughs> probably clear out yeah. <laughs> just because I don't want to get yeah. anyone injured you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. and obviously the guys that I brought in I didn't want them to um, you know the main thing is we don't injure these guys mm. they're only trying to, to get better yeah. for rest, uh, for rugby you know so yeah. we're not trying to there's no ego so the, the guys that I ask there's no, you know not much ego to, at our yeah. gym but you know mm. the guys to ask so yeah. it was good to have them and then after our training um, Eugene spoke 
I asked yeah. him if he could have a few words with the boys and it's pretty powerful because you know when Eugene speaks, you listen, you know, and mm. you, you saw that on the mat, everyone was, you know, dialed in, taking it all on board and he just spoke about winning and how if you lose, it's fine, we accept it, it's not um, something to be frowned upon, we just learn from it, but on Monday we expect you back at the gym. Mm. So that's the kind of standards that we have. Yeah. You're not on holiday, you're not out here celebrating, you're expected to get back to work because, you know, the job's not done. Mm. And then he talked about, um, obviously something I've just touched on, rugby culture, how we've integrated that into city kickboxing. And then also, um, you know, when you're in training, wrestling, whatever it is, those small battles, those small fights. So if it's, you know, fighting for a, to get someone to um, on a takedown, if it's to get up, if it's to... Um, you know, win the round. Um, those small little battles make up for the bigger, bigger win, which is ultimately to be, you know, world champion or to win a premiership. Mm. They all make a difference. So mm. you got to have that kind of fight in you, where you you got to be constantly competing. Otherwise, um, that's where you start to, I guess, get um, lose your what's the word? Um, you mean like that little complacent, so, complacent, yeah. Yeah. yeah, complacent, and you forget. Okay okay, we're just here to be here or we're here to actually compete, here to be, be pushed. And it's going to get uncomfortable. It's going to get, um, you're not going to, it's not going to feel good, mm. but you know it's good for you. Mm. And um, that's what Eugene's always kind of been there. He's not going to tell you what you need to hear. Oh, not not what you want to hear, but what's what you need to hear. And um, that's why I've always credited him to where I am in my career because he's pushed me, you know, past those boundaries. And, and marathon running, you talk about the wall, mm. you have to go find uh, looking for it. And it's just the limitations that you put on yourself. So, and fighting as well, you got to be pushed to be able to know where the limit is, and you realize there is no limit. It's just that's whatever. interesting, bro. Because like obviously you're an athletic guy, and you were like you were always going to be successful, and no matter what you did. But having a guy like Eugene who got Kai from you know mm. athletically, you were always going to be here yeah. to where you're at now. That's I mean it's it's important that you credit guys like that, and I think yeah, for the course. Warriors as well. Like when we um, we're beyond even on Monty's show mm. when he spoke about you know. We come to the season, a lot of people are saying, oh, we'd love to make the eight or how good would a top four finish be? And he goes, well, I don't – I come in saying, why not? Why not? Mm. Like, let's win it all. And, yeah. and you know, fight – and Kai talks about those little battles. Those little battles are round one, two, three, four. And he goes, you know, it's sort of – what I'm trying to say is the cross collaboration between a guy like Eugene who's a natural leader and a guy like Webby. Mm. And I know we're talking about Kai and fighting and the Warriors and footy. There is a lot of sort of simulation there, isn't it? Yeah, well, at, at the top level, like mm. all these success has, they have has a lot in common. Yeah, hundred. Like, even looking at the All Blacks and all that kind of stuff, they all talk about like mindset, ticking off milestones. So, yeah. yeah, there's not a lot that separates. Yeah, yeah. hectic. Um, all right, well, let's. We are obviously very excited to have you here, bro. But let's talk about Kai Cutter France, the man, the person, the father, the husband. Uh, how's life at the moment, bro? Outside of these sweaty mats here at Mount Smart. Um, you're looking good, by the way. I'm not, not mad at the fit. <laughs> yeah, swaggy. Uh, I'm not mad at the fit. Shout out Louis Brown. Shout out the Eels boys. Um, uh, how's life at the moment, brother? And I know uh, that you've got an eye on sort of your next fight, but um, how's home life at the moment, bro? And what's changed for you? Yeah, um, life's good. You know, I've had well, I've had a year off since my, I've last competed for the for the title against Brandon Moreno. So, mm. you know, I've had time to kind of reflect as well as. Um, uh, yeah, pick off kind of where we left off. So I've been nursing an injury, which has been frustrating, but something that I've had to kind of um, deal with 
Have you what? gone through? So I don't mean to interrupt you. Have you gone through? I can't. I'm sort of trying to remember any sort of major injuries. Nah. You've been pretty lucky in that sense. Since I've been 15 years old, I've never really broken a bone. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't I'll, be doing that. that too. Yeah. But no, my, this Rob, probably been my wood, biggest please. injury. And, yeah. um it wasn't one thing or incident that kind of flared it up. It was just mileage yeah. over time. So You've I've been, actually been pretty lucky um, to not take too much damage, and you know I've had over 50 professional fights. Yeah. Um, it's crazy and to not, you know, have too many things, which is um, a lot of ring time. Um, but it's the way you're training. That's where you're going to take a lot of damage. It's what you're doing, you know, after training mm. is what you're putting in your body. You know, you, the fuel, it's so many components that kind of give you longevity mm. and something that I've neglected is probably stretching and, and, um, I say we I say we all like I'm part of this, but I I get it. Like in terms of the most boring part of any workout, yeah. even when I take and I go half ass at Les Mills, the last thing I'm doing is stretching. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's admin, but it's you're gonna thank yourself. Mm. So the two people who I know who stretch oh I'm gonna do it again. Two people who stretch oh, more Name the two drops. people who stretch more than anyone I don't know them personally, but who I've I've read and understood is Sonny Bull and Quay Cooper. And they're two pretty high performing athletes. And they are obsessed with stretching. Have you read Sonny Bill's book? Yeah, I've got two thirds of the way through it. Yeah, oh, I'm doing it only because you told me to. Oh, you yeah. sent me your signed book. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, no, thank you. So it's a great read. Though. Yeah, it's, it's read. when you name drop and you get yeah. Oh no, you got to be careful. Shall you stretch as well, mate? Old Garden Warrior over there behind the camera. Um, yeah, but so I, I'm dealing with the injury. Um, yeah. And but, just investing back into your body. That's yeah. where mm-hmm. I'm trying to get to where, you know, a lot of the times you, you're just taking, you're doing your, your hardest workouts, you're doing, you know, so many, you know, hard sparring sessions or whatever it is, I've just made sure that now that, you know, I'm doing stuff to kind of feel good rather than just push for more. Mm. Um, so I've learned that through um, watching preseason. A lot of the older guys, they don't actually do the whole preseason. They only mm. start later on because that, that's how they're going to um, – you know, last a whole season. Mm. Um, so being older, you know, you just got to be a bit more smarter in how you approach it. And mm. um, luckily I've got so much guidance around me that I can kind of pick and choose from their experience and stuff that works for my own body um, to kind of know where we're heading. So we're in a good place now, obviously back into camp. I'm about 12 weeks out from my next fight, June. Ooh. Oh get it, God, get it. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm fighting, but June's yeah. the date. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter, baby. <laughs> doesn't matter who it <laughs> doesn't is. Matter. Controlling what I can, and that's just coming in my best. So my next is going to be my best fight. Um, so obviously. is that sort of, without getting too technical, bro, is that like they, they tell you, hey, get ready for this sort of rough date, or are you signed, sealed, delivered, and you just kind of wait for the UFC to announce it? Is that the way it goes? Pretty much that's yeah. the way it goes. So right. I've, ha- I've got a contract. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a name. Got a date. Date. Yeah. Don't know the location just yet. Um, yeah. But oh, like that's said, enough to work towards. Yeah, it? as long as you've got a date, you can kind of prepare for that. So yeah. Mount Smart, eh? Make Mount, <laughs> Mount Smart, do a halftime um, show. Yeah. I would love to. Bring you don't only need a round to... anyway, bro. So <laughs> you can do it at halftime. I would love to bring a UFC back to Auckland. Um, you know, it's been so long since we've had one here. Mm. 2020 was the last time. So. Where are you? Got like oh, this is. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything like this, bro. You, and honestly, don't don't answer if you don't want to. Yeah. But on that, um, obviously, Israel is the biggest name in New Zealand mixed martial arts, and he had yep. some words where he basically said he'd never fight in New Zealand. Um, for you, and you're a proud Kiwi, and I know you've just mentioned that you'd love for the UFC to come back. Yep. How was that kind of dealt with internally, bro? And I know Israel's his own man. You're your own man. I'm not trying to say that. But is that a point of contention, or was that weird for you at all? Or Nah, like he's always – You understood his yeah, – Yeah, of course, because – yeah. When you're such a high-profile athlete and you've got such a big platform and um, you put stuff out there or you talk to media or just 
however you want to um, mm. go about your career. You know, Izzy's just always going to be himself, outspoken. Um, but that's genuine. That's himself. That's mm. being him being authentic. Which I um, think that's why people resonate with him so much. Eh? Yeah, exactly. And, for and the him, fact that he's the best in the world helps. But. For him, he's always wanted to make sure that if he's going to put it out there, he wants it to be from from himself and mm. not like a clickbait. Or, mm. um, and just in the past, you know, some New Zealand media, from his perspective, have always switched his words and just always kind of looked at him from a negative aspect. So mm-hmm. that was his way of saying, well, if this is a treatment I'm getting. I'm not treating you guys, not? yeah. Yeah, so it's, I think he did change his perspective after a while from Huge saying, yeah. you know, it's not. It's bigger outlet. than you. Yeah. yeah, it's not the outlet that you need to, um, so it's not New Zealand that you need to take your frustration on. Yeah. Um, but he knows that he's like, I don't fight for the country, I fight for the people. That's mm. who I represent. The, the, the real ones kind of will support me regardless of the winning or the lo- losing. It's about the journey. It's about representing. It's about um, putting our country on the map and, you know, when people say to, um, I know we're going on a tangent here, no, no. but when people say, I love tangents. You know, he's, he's from Nigeria, he's not yeah. a Kiwi, like he's lived most of his adult life there. You mm. know, he went to Rotorua Boys High School, you know, he's more Maori than, Bro. Uh, he's more Kiwi <laughs> than a, a lot of people. Cause yeah. he goes out there and, um, Mate, if you carry you both, you can carry both flags. Exactly. Like. There's nothing saying that you can't. And that, that's mm. your choice, right? hundred. That should be, um, something that we should, you know, honor and, and, if he wants to represent us, we should welcome that. Mate, if he wants arms. to celebrate us even this much, <laughs> yeah. celebrate it. Even exactly. like Volk, mate. Volk is one of the most proud true blue Aussies in the world, yeah. but he more than happy is to represent City Kickboxing. Mm. And like from a fan perspective, that feels like we're getting put on the map. Like he feels like one of us because he reps that. So uh, bro, any, anyone who bounces back with at Israel for that sort of stuff, is that's just rubbish. Yeah, exactly. So, Sorry, circling back. So the the fighting in, um, in New Zealand, that was something that I, I know – it was never something that you subscribed to directly, but um, that is a dream of yours to to one yeah. day bring a UFC event down here. I want to definitely um, bring a title fight back here. You know, that's mm. the goal. I want to get back to where I left off, and that's fighting for world titles, mm. and um, that's what we're working towards. So, like, obviously, the Warriors' um, mm. mindset is to win a world, is to win a uh, premiership, a premiership. Yep. and um, same in, in my field is to. If I'm going to do this, um, I know I'm right there with the best guys in the world. Obviously, my last fight. I got stopped in the third round, but you could say that I was winning that fight and mm-hmm. just shows Absolutely. that um, <laughs> we're right there. So that's the goal. Um, 12 weeks to kind of build for, uh, but I've got a lot of things on my plate, obviously helping the boys out in this season. Um, I've got a doco coming out into this month. Yeah. Go on, go on, plug it, son. <laughs> Talk to us, plug it. So it's called caged, um, directed by a good friend, crystal. Um, and yeah, it's coming out on TV and Z on the app. So they've been following me since my last fight. Cool. Um, so just pretty much showing the different layers to the person, Kaikara France, which is, you know, the fighter obviously is the surface level, being mm. a UFC fighter, uh, but, you know, being a husband, being a father, being a brother, being a teammate, um, and being Māori, mm. um, something that I, I hold dear to my heart, you know, representing my people and, and showing us, showing our people that, you know, if we're passionate and we want to do something, there's nothing stopping us. Bro, and I've kind that. of just been um, living proof of that, really. Yeah. Um, so I try, you know, inspire and just lead by example. So I, I'm not really too outspoken and I don't like to talk about things too much, but I'll, I'll leave my my uh, actions do the talking, you know. So, so what, just, what, when can people, when is this doco, when can they expect so to see it? March 23rd, I think, is the date that it will be coming out. On their TV and Z app? TV and Z, uh, TV and Z app. And um, so anyone in New Zealand can watch. So it's about a six-part series. Man. Um, just following just pretty much everything, yeah. um, you know, 
behind the scenes for UFC, what it takes to, you know, step in there and fight for a world title. So, you know, it's... So they were with you at that title fight? Yeah, they were with oh, me so over you, there. Oh, so they get all the aftermath and everything? And everything, yeah. Oh, bro, so that'd the, be such the good, a sick the bad, watch. The ugly, you know, the raw emotion, um, you know, going on, on holiday over to Tahiti, doing yeah. seminars over there, um, going back to my Madai down in Napier, um, capturing, you know, with my whānau down there Far. and that kind of, um, cool. I guess... Um, side of my of my yeah. life as well as you know being a father of my um with my son Kobe and being a husband to my my beautiful wife Shade and shout out Shards yeah shout out Shards <laughs> and then, um, big fan of obviously the teammates you know <laughs> yeah. getting Eugene um to Izzy Dan on their perspective on on me and as a person and as a fighter so you mentioned it before is that a weird part because you would have seen a, like pilots and stuff is it weird because I know like I know that you don't love to watch people talk about you what was that to see your loved ones speak about you that would have been pretty cool yeah definitely like having <laughs> mum and dad like talk about oh that'd get, you, that'd get you going <laughs> yeah, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. how I like kind of grew up and, and um, just little stories they had to share about me and did then... they call you a little shit as well growing up <laughs> was that just me that was just my interview <laughs> that was just you yeah. I think they um, cut that one <laughs> <laughs> but no it was cool to have them just be honest and, and um, just hear it from from their own experiences mm. and um, seeing it you know for the first time on camera, I wasn't there when they were doing the interview, so it's cool to hear. You know, obviously your teammates talk about you as well as you know my parents and my brother and my wife. You know, talk about me and how how um, I've impacted them in some way and and um, experience experiences that we've had and uh, the journey that we're on. So that's that's the awesome thing about this is I'm still in my career, so it's just a mm. chapter of my yeah, story. Yeah, it's not like a summary. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's it's exciting and it's hopefully this inspires you know especially Māori and Pacific Islanders that have potential and want to progress in whatever passion um, they're into mm. to go out there and do it, you know, and um, just show them that um, the world's never too big, you know, mm. go out there and chase it. Um, it's just on you really. Uh, but just showing them that that um, coming from where I've come from, I was bullied in high school, you know, for my size, you know, I'm not the biggest mm. biggest person. I've always been the smallest in my class, but it's that confidence that um, I've learned to kind of um, carry yourself. And um, martial arts has been the tool to help me be comfortable with myself and to, um, I guess, navigate through life when t- t- um, times get tough. Mm. You know, you got to really dig deep and it's going to force you and challenge you, but you, you find a way. And uh, martial arts has always been that kind of beacon of light to kind of um, help me use training as therapy as well as um, – you know, I would never have thought I'd be one of the best fighters in the world mm. from being a vulnerable young, you know, um, mm. boy mm. Um, to now, you know, coach, coaching the Warriors to their first premiership. Yes, Let's go. Yeah. There we go. Far you yeah. speak well, man. I'll tell you what. And beyond all the fighting and the wrestling, you have learned to speak very, very well, mate. So uh, there you go, guys. March 26th, did you say? 26th? Oh, so March 26th is actually my 30th. Oh, so, happy birthday in advance. But the 23rd. 23rd is when 23rd. Well. Caged, March 23rd. TVNZ, TVNZ six episodes. Um, follow. It's an incredible story and it'll be a cool perspective as well, I can already tell. So, bro, we really appreciate you coming in, man, and, and jumping on one take and all the things you're doing here at The Wires, man. It's awesome. And thank you for confirming that you are a close personal friend um, <laughs> and that I will be the best man at uh, all future events. So, I really appreciate it. Benny, bro, thanks for coming in. I'm surprised you're not France. invited to the 30th. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard of the 30th. <laughs> yeah, but, um, <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kaikata France. Thanks, brother. Thanks, Thanks, boys. Thank you.